we are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come oh. to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. All of the shows here at Rabbit Hole Podcast are sponsored by Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod, you get to try it free for 30 days. Download any audiobook, original show, or podcast you want. After 30 days, you pay just $14.99 a month and get access to more audiobooks, original shows, or podcasts. Cancel anytime, and if you do, you still get to keep anything you've downloaded, so it's literally risk-free. audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod. Keep using that link, help us out, and you support the show. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. For as low as $3 a month, you get early access to episodes and all kinds of great bonus content. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. everybody welcome back to another edition of rabbit hole podcast book club pictures and conversations i am lisa Leahy, your host i have my coffee it has been a long week and so i will probably need more shortly however i have a lot of really great podcasters with me today to talk about a really fun thriller that has come out a couple of years ago a pretty popular thriller writer Today, we are talking about Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, and this is a name you've probably heard before, and if you haven't read Riley Sager, you've definitely seen the covers all around the web or in your favorite local bookstore. So this is a book that came out in 2020, and you may not realize that Riley Sager is a pseudonym, and he's one of the pseudonyms that we haven't quite identified yet, so it's kind of a fun thing. Known for writing these yearly thrillers, this particular book came out in the summer of 2020, and holy hell did we all need it at that time. And Sager is known for being inspired by a lot of famous horror. Uh, so his first book was called Final Girls, and this particular one has an Amityville horror flavor. This book focuses on Maggie Holt, and her experience as she buys the home she grew up in. You also have the point of view from her father, Ewan, and there are excerpts from a book her father wrote about the horrors that, that they experienced in the home where Maggie grew up. Now, their relationship is really strained, and Maggie is pretty unhappy with this book, convinced that... Um, you know, her father just did this for publicity and the whole book is completely bogus. So you have this book within a book kind of element and you focus on supernatural stories, the possibility of an intruder, a lot of misdirection 
and a pretty cool ending, I think. Also, one of the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever come across, and I'm pretty hard to get unnerved. However, when you hear about which scene it is, you will understand because it is one of my particular things that I hate. Anyway, enough about me. Today, we have an array of friends who have joined us to talk about this particular book. So without further ado, Lackey, what's going on, sir? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You sound well caffeinated. Thank you. I am well caffeinated. Also, as an educator, I have learned how to fake it. Um, there you go. <laughs> I have that's not been important. up a full hour yet, but that's okay. Oh wow. Okay, <laughs> I've been up. I've been up for nearly two hours. So. Yes, yeah, so you're doing better than I am. Um, <laughs> so thank you for joining us. We also have with us our friend Heather, who has been on, I believe, every show so far. Is that right, Heather? It is. I'm. I'm. I. I enjoy it. I, I even when I don't enjoy the books, I enjoy being here. Yes, it is always <laughs> fun when some of us don't like the book because then we can come in and just complain about it. Yeah. Well, it's. It's. I think that's part of the it, the interest, though. I mean, if we all had exactly the same opinions, it would be a really boring discussion. Unless it's about it. Lord of the Rings, then that's totally fine. And then we're going to all have to sit back and turn off our microphones and then take a nap and then go get lunch. And when we come back, Heather will still be talking. And I won't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) And we love her for it. Um, Also with us is Morgan, who was here for the last time we had an episode that we weren't fans of. (laughs) And so she also knows what it's like when we dislike a book. Uh, Spoiler alert, though, I don't think that's what's going to be happening today. How are you today, Morgan? I think I'm about as sleepy as you are, Lisa. I woke up about a half an hour ago, but I am here with a a gallon of coffee and ready to fake it with you. Yes. Also with cat coffee, I noticed. So I've got my cat cup coffee. You've got a cat cup coffee. I have, mine says cat lady on it. Oh no, cat person. Just cats. Just artistic renditions of cats. I'm not using my fluff you, you fluffing fluff mug. (laughs) (laughs) Why the hell not? It's a mug that my uncle got me and it's got a cat on it and it's giving the the viewer it's drawing of a cat giving the viewer flipping the the, the bird twice i love it and Cute. the caption beneath it is literally fluff you you fluff and fluff i love it that's <laughs> adorable i love it one of my favorite recent tangent time one of my favorite recent memes that keeps coming up every now and then is um one that talks about like the three stages of being a cat owner it's like you know oh it's a sweet little kitty thing and then i can't remember what the second one is but the final one is like stop eating plastic you malevolent gremlin <laughs> basically yeah it's like you you're my sleek panther you are my yes. mighty hunter you are my cute little squishy doodle boodle butt yes. eating plastic you malevolent little gargoyle and i have a cat gargoyle, with a plastic what it is. sasha you. has a plastic deficiency in her diet three of mine <laughs> Holy hell. So, so that Why always, that always reminds sheets. me of Sasha. Oh, oh that's so not dryer safe. Sheets. I know. We have to hide them. It's, oh, like, it's, it's, it's preventative, but he's he's gotten to licking rocks and pictures now. <laughs> he's not smart. He's mine, one of mine licks the, the cave, like the weird plasticky caves that we get them. But he likes to mm-hmm. lick the, the fabric. But anyway. Anyway, hi, Bubba Wheat. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. It's it's nice to actually make time to read because that's something that I haven't done in like five years. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. That's good though. We're super glad you're here to talk about that because I I know how that feels. I'm actually in a reading slump right now, so 
I know the joy of finally kind of getting back there and being like, oh, this is cool. I get to sit and read. So, uh, and, and, and I was falling behind, but I, I finished this book at like uh, 1.45 a.m. last night. <laughs> oh, so you're just like my students, although you're far ahead of my students who would be finishing reading it just as I'm beginning class. <laughs> if they read it at all. Um, joining us today for the very first time is Meg. Meg, we are super glad that you joined us today. How are you? Uh, I'm actually still in bed as I'm doing this right now. Oh my God, goals. <laughs> yeah. Meg is the smartest uh, of us all. I am in so many meetings uh, during the week, whether it's Zoom or Teams. Trust me, I've mastered the art of rolling over and turning on a meeting and um, and being able to jump in and just do stuff. <laughs> I totally understand. So, Wacky and I were out a bit last night, and I, I couldn't get to sleep when I got home. So I'm like, I'm going to just be doing this as I'm waking up. So I haven't pretty much. I also have a cat mug. You can't see it, like I yes. said, maybe next time. But my cat mug says cat finated. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's not that I'm <laughs> drinking the coffee right now because I literally haven't gotten out of bed yet. But, no, you know. that's fine. I, I, I do want to mention that Meg and I have an inside joke we call coffee Meg juice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Meg? After a long week of constant meetings, I am happy that you decided to join us today on a mm-hmm. Saturday um, because I can totally understand being like, all right, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> so I, I, I was it. tempted to stay asleep. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. but I, I actually, I did enjoy the book and, um, similar. Oh crap. I'm so sorry. It was, who just talked Bubba weed. Was that you Yeah. talking about, um, I hadn't really done reading for a while. I used to read all the time. And then it actually was lucky was, would get some books or we'd, you know, have some suggestions back and forth. And, I hadn't done it in forever, and I was like, you know, I want to get back into some reading, so here I am. I love it. And last but definitely not least, our illustrious fearless leader, Jason. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I think I'm going to change the name of this network to ADHD Podcasts. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. We need to get uh, Five Ants as a, as a sponsor, please. <laughs> I love it. You know you're dealing with ADHD I'm, when the sentence begins with, oh, my God. Literally, I have I have an X-Files podcast with my friend Brenda, and we did everything but talk about the X-Files in the last episode. So. Good. <laughs> Good. Because I feel like you are such a wonderful rock as far as, like, okay, we have to do the thing, and it's the rest of us who are running around. Oh, my gosh. So I, have to, I, have to, I have to maintain some kind of control. Otherwise, it's just pure chaos. I can relate to all the meetings I go through. I, I'm one of the ones who tries to keep people on track, even though I can get tangential occasionally too. Totally. No, I, I can't. It. I don't live anywhere near the track. And <laughs> Mark and I, Mark and I had Soto on for our, our last uh, Buffy episode. <laughs> And Soto kind of commandeered the podcast. I kind of had to. (laughs) But it was. He was like, if Mark and I are left to our wiles, we'll talk about shoes for 20 minutes. (laughs) Amazing. And that's what started happening. And I'm like, hey, guys, A, I'm still here. B, we got to get to this. (laughs) I I mean, 
I mean, all, all no disrespect from Mark, Mark, but I think Mark could talk about to anybody about sneakers for twenty minutes. Yes, but I love shoes too. I used yeah. to have a crop circle of shoes in my room before a I had a child. Circle? Was it a crock circle? Crop. No, I don't have crocs. Those are shoes. Those are insults to shoes. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, at this point, then I'm pulling it back. I'm pulling the reins back. There's a so. supernatural element to your shoes. Oh. Interesting. Yes. yes. I almost be, derailed the podcast. The nah. I, I almost derailed the podcast by talking about some croc trivia that I got, but I, I'll don't say it. it, Jason. Oh, I see what you don't mean. Do no, it. I'm pulling it back. Here we go. All right. So, Home Before Dark. Uh, has anyone in the uh, the chat room read Riley Sager before? No, this was oh, my never first. Heard of him. <clears throat> okay. Never had you read him? Virgin Quest. Interesting. So I'm the only one who's read almost everything he's written. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny what's, because so before um suggestion no this was oh. uh jason's suggestion and um full disclosure i read it when it came out and i haven't read it since so i was reading the wikipedia um uh plot synopsis before you all showed up because i'm like i don't have time to reread this and it's funny because reading the synopsis i was like oh i probably would have enjoyed reading it again uh, but I have far too many books sitting here that are being neglected. I couldn't throw another one into the mix. <laughs> so I Fair. actually was happy when this won because I'm like, oh, good. I've already read it. I don't have to actually go back. <laughs> I could like save some time because I've been a little uh, chicken with my head cut off the last two months. So, mm. um, but yeah, so I have actually read everything. I think everything he's read, uh, written, excuse me. Um, in fact, I'm double checking right now. Yes, I've read everything he's written. Um, I really, so, and I don't even remember how it came about. I read Final Girls, which is his first book, 2017, um, in audiobook. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Like, I remember disliking the ending. I remember being able to guess the ending. But I was like, this is kind of cool. And I think I read it because his third title, Lock Every Door, was coming out. And I knew I was very interested in that. So, um, you know, I was like, all right, let me check this one out because I'm waiting for that one. And then this one came out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I will say that the last two I hate, like absolutely cannot stand, thought they were god awful to the point that I'm wondering whether I'm even going to bother with the new one. Mm. Uh, and I feel like there's something <clears throat> that has gone on here where... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, the readers in the room, you you may feel the same way I do on this, where I feel like you you become this crazy blow up onto the scene. And then it's like, it's really good. It's really good. And then the next one is also really good. And then the next one is really good. And now you've set up a pattern where you have to put out a book every year. And there comes a point where they start feeling watered down. Mm. Um, and the two most recent Survive the Night and the house across the lake, I really did not like survive the night at all. Hmm. And I figured the house across the lake, I'd give a shot to, and I just thought it was lazy. So I don't know. Interesting. Um, I'd say people, people really hyped up the house across the lake. I, I know they did. That. Yeah. Part of it is because, and I, I don't think I'm, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not doing this to bash at all. This is an objective observation. Hmm. Pretty much every one of his titles is got a horror movie inspiration to it. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it earlier this week, and I was having trouble distinguishing Riley Sager from Grady Hendrix. And yeah. a lot of that yeah. has to do with, and they're both, they both are incredibly popular. 
they both have outstanding titles, but in my opinion, they both have really lackluster titles too. Um, and those are more recent ones, like where it seems like something is now lacking there. No pun on Lackey's name, but the fact that he and I were the ones talking about this, not suggesting that Lackey is lacking in any fashion. No, definitely not. I I, after reading this book, I don't understand why the title is what it is. It's no, because, me either. Yeah. There's absolutely no connection. That That's story. a good point. No, I noticed that yeah. too when I was reading it because I, I kept I'm, waiting for like it, like the title to come up somewhere or like it means some something. Because usually there's like some reveal where it's yeah. something. Usually there will be a line or at least. No, I think it was just catchy. I think it was just catchy. It was just used to be catchy. Cause it sounds, it, it, it no sounds sense. flashy. It sounds yeah. good. It looks good yeah. on bookshelves. And that's it, because a lot of his <laughs> covers look exactly Are... the same too. They, yes, do. they do. But they do. there's yeah. there's kind of a plague in book cover design Agreed. lately. Oh, yes. I have a Where... lot of problems. We have so many. <laughs> At least he doesn't have the book blob. He's got yeah. an actual uh, photo with titles. So the book blob, uh, the the first title that comes to mind on that is the Vanishing Half. So if you look up the, the cover oh. of the vanishing half, it's basically like amorphous <laughs> colors that kind of overlap each other. Oh god! Sort of not really become a, a picture. Jason must have just seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look oh, up god, the yeah. Bob, oh yeah, I hate these. I hate these. <laughs> there you go. They're terrible. Yeah. It literally Oof. makes me go. I don't care how good this book is. Everyone can tell me it's the best thing they've ever read. I won't read it unless it looks different. <laughs> Yeah, I'm stubborn um, over dumb stuff. I'm aware. So, and no, it's totally fair because I judge every yes, I judge every book by its cover. Um, mm. Same. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm go sorry. a little weird here. I'm gonna deal with a tangential. But you said Riley Sager is a pseudonym. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is there it, yeah. any backing that this person is actually a male? No. Yes. Yes. I've seen pictures. Wait, yes. 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 He has a receding. He looks like he's he's trying to pull off a. a well, there's a photo, face. but it's not him. It's not him? What do you no. mean it's not him? No, it's a know. pseudonym. I don't think it's, it's him. Is the writer female or male? I use Riley a pseudonym, male. but I oh, use okay. my picture. Reportedly, yeah. reportedly curious. he's a guy, reportedly he's a guy named Todd Ritter. Yeah. And then okay. there's a... But then Why Alex Flynn as well, or Finn. So who's he, to say he, which one is the real one? Yeah. Alex. I mean, I, I don't know. The copyright, the, you know, I, because I'm the sort of nerd who looks at the copyright page. I love it. I did notice <laughs> that the copyright is in the name of Todd Ritter. Oh, that's probably it then. Oh, Look at you. Yeah. yeah. This is You're where I have Lackey around. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a, lucky. there's a bald white man with glasses that pops up under Google pretty quickly. Like, yep. And there are a lot of pictures so, of I didn't him. look at that. I just, I just thought about that real quick. That, that just came yeah. to mind. My sleep well, and I, right I, now. I specifically no. looked it up too because I've lately I've been more curious too when I read stories from a woman's perspective and I was like this was this was the woman's perspective side of it I thought well this was actually done pretty well so I'm curious if a woman I mean aspects of it once I found out a man wrote it I was like okay he did a pretty good job mm-hmm. for not we were actually talking about that earlier yeah too. yeah so I I looked it up specifically for that reason after I finished. Yeah, that's that thought just occurred to me as, like I said, in my sleep deprived brain. No, Meg, you were right on it when um, um, in the chat earlier this week, Jason, you referred to him as he, and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. He? And then I um, like went 
and read the about the author in the back of the book and there's no pronouns there's no gender identifying right. things and then i googled it and was like oh it's a oh, okay I... so some of this is because i'm the one who's read all of the stuff so i automatically somehow must have done this at some point probably um probably. i'm reading the his uh first one final girls right now i'm in the middle of it no spoilers um but it's also from the point of view of a woman which I thought was interesting, and I keep making the parallels between that and this one we're covering today. Because there's fact, some, all of them there's are, some, there's some interesting it. parallels. Because it's about, all of them it's are. about a woman who's gone through Curious. something traumatic. She's trying to remember something from her past, and then it is like Lisa said, it's based on some kind of horror trope <laughs> or a horror movie. Book yeah, what it's... you just described <laughs> every because I'm looking at the bibliography. Every single one. Because Final Girls that. is a slasher thing. It's about it's, well, a, it's a slasher film. Some yeah. people though want that familiarity. And some people are signing up for yeah. exactly that. There, it's the comfort of kind of knowing yes. of something that they can kind of predict. I mean, that's what I actually felt and experienced. And I haven't read anything in the horror genre in a long time. Mm. And I was like, oh, this this feels this feels familiar. I kind of know this, right. and immediately I felt comfortable in the world because of that. So I understand is, the attraction to it, but I'd get bored with it, it really it's quick. It's like. It's like literary comfort food. That's what yeah. this is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The thriller two, two genre. Two people who like thriller and horror. It, the thriller. Yes. Well, I, yeah. I was doing that with this book. I was kind of trying to predict what was really happening or what where the story was going. And uh, I, I know you guys say lackey. I'm so used to saying dance. So I'm going to try to say lackey. Um, <laughs> Either or. Daniel. Daniel, oh. Daniel actually. But, uh, oh, I, yeah, and I were talking about this last night too. I don't, I know we don't do spoilers, or maybe you guys announced we that will eventually. Say yes. Yeah, we will. And we were figuring out trying to how you guys cover like spoilers. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who listens to the cast. But I, I was trying to figure out some pieces and predict stuff in this book, and it's a very familiar thing for me to do, particularly with this with this genre. Yeah, it's it's. So. It's it very... definitely have its misdirection and and twists, but that's part of what I liked, like trying to predict, you know, where it was going or what was really happening. I, I was so left with one major question, one and, big and, question that did not get answered, at least one that did not get answered. So, and when we had a, our discussion, we I you know when I called you Thursday night, we were talking about this, and you still hadn't finished the book at that point. I did say like the the final big twist happens like a good like literally ten pages before the end of the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very very it like very much is. The it, end it's very twist. Yes. I mean it's it's twisting and turning until literally <laughs> the very end. Yeah, yeah. It's and that's very that's very historically what kind of he does, and that is, you know, it, it, as somebody who for whatever reason is not hugely enamored of this style. Yet I read a good ninety percent of them. Um, these are lovely. I need a brainless weekend palate cleanser for me. There you go. Um, yeah. And they're fun. That's why they're summer publications. Yeah, uh, I read this I one. I, I I recently, you know, a couple of weeks ago, went to visit my father and stepmother who live in Florida, and. You know, they were asking, well, what do you want to do while you're here? And I said, well, I'm like, I want to do a couple of things, but there's just a couple of days I just want to basically take off, not go to the aquarium, not go to the museum, not go and do a whole bunch of touristy things, but like just, I don't know, there's a pool out there. Yes. Let's go slather on some sunscreen and I'll go out and I'll read for three or four hours. Good for you. 
you know, that's that's a vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's but, what I did too. It was airplane reading and some reading at my friend's house. That's what I did. I, I was trying to have it finished by the time I got back, but as as Dan said, that that didn't happen. So uh, I finished yeah, it. I, I, I was I was taking it. I was taking it in smaller chunks. Like I was just reading a couple chapters at a time. And then I, in my head, I, my schedule got mixed up. I was thinking that we were recording next week. And then I got reminded, oh, no, we're recording in three days. And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> six, I'm like eight chapters in. And I'm like, oh, I can, I need to speed things up. But, uh, you know, I I am someone that, that you know, whenever I get into it, and, and I will say that this book did did pull me in to where you know i i could just keep reading and then whenever i got to the last half it was you know i started reading like pretty much whenever i got home from work and with just a few breaks i kind of read straight through yeah. and and it's and especially whenever i got to those last few chapters I was like, you know, I got to the end and I looked at the time and I was like, holy crap, it's 145. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought that it was like, you know, I thought that it was like midnight. Yeah. That's awesome. You, have, you know what? Um, that's, the, that's like the, that's the most fun reading experience agreed. and also the most regretful at the same time. You're like, oh, okay, so that's tomorrow. Yeah, um, and then I, at, at the same time, I, I will also say that <laughs> I, I have not really had, this is, I would say that this is probably my first like horror novel or it's like thriller novel but oh. the closest thing that i've come Same. to before because whenever i grew up it was all uh fantasy yep like uh, you know lord of the rings uh forgotten realms uh dragon lance oh the, my god uh, the dragon wheel lance of time books. yeah, yeah and, that, and was, I mean... that was my heavy reading and the the closest thing that i came is uh, about nine years ago through my superhero blog somehow I got, you know, I got reached out to by um, a, a publisher that's like, do you want to review this superhero novel? And I, I was like, I've, I guess. And and it was like the worst thing that I had ever read. It, <laughs> oh, it was like, that's, that's so <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh, no. and I didn't, I didn't realize that it was practically like a, um, a male uh, romance novel, but it was <laughs> done with a... a, <laughs> a <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. But yeah. it was done like, and and this was like a male writing a female point of view in the worst way possible. Oh, <laughs> and oh, I hated no. it. <laughs> but then it's I, like I, like a guy's idea of what a Harlequin romance is like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, heaven help us all. But then after that, <laughs> I, I actually got contacted to like two other times by other novels and those i actually liked quite a bit better and i mm. i gave those positive reviews and, and one of them was you know like one of the the favorite things that i've read for quite a while uh, it's called the heart grow the heart does not grow back by fred venturini Ooh. um okay and uh everyone just but... started writing after you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah th this was an interesting experience uh reading this kind of uh, thriller and and it was really interesting because i've you know i've i've seen a lot of horror movies and i could i wasn't sure what direction that it was going to go to in the end but i i will say that you know a, a little over halfway through it's like you know i'm i can tell that this is not what's like what they're putting out is not what's actually happening and so I, mm. I kind of got that and um, 
you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the ending in a little bit, but I'm, I have mixed feelings on the ending. Okay. Um, Fair deal. So why don't we actually dive in then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we've got a lot of introductory stuff. <laughs> so let's go with this. At this point, we are going to, um, we're, we're not going to play the, the hold off on the spoiler game. So when you deal with a thriller, you kind of jump around a lot. So uh, if for some reason you wanted a spoiler free discussion, unfortunately, you just heard all of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're at this point going to take the gloves off. We're going to pull the boundaries down and I'm going to just let everybody go because okay. you have read it more recently than I. And once we get to that hideous part that I hate so much, we'll talk about that. So um, who wants to jump in? I'm what do you guessing, got laughing? Guessing what the... Uh... The, the thing that you didn't like is it have to do with slithery things yes i knew it <laughs> it was that it was, was it was really it was really I loved it. really bad for me because no. not too long ago i love them i love um, them there Sorry. was a um I, there was a thing that got started getting a meme that started getting shared around twitter about these people who were going and they were smashing in walls and they were like doing renovations of their house and they find like a colony of snakes oh and it just God. looked like this i i started like oh you found an eldritch horror in your uh <laughs> you found an eldritch horror in your home i wonder what that does to the uh, i wonder what that does to the Property, property value. value. <laughs> yeah, horror. Wow. Yeah, you've summoned Cthulhu. Um. Yeah. So I, I was just guessing. I'm sitting here trying to figure out, and it's like I'm betting it's the snakes. It's the snakes. So you yeah. have this moment when it's the, the ceiling in the oh god, the ceiling in the kitchen, um, opens up and it just rains snakes, and I know. Uh, no. What I will. What I will say about that part was I liked how that mirrored the the father's chapter Absolutely. of because we had the father because that was in the father's, that chapter, was the father's chapter when um when they when they the snakes fell from the ceiling the onto, into yeah. the into the kitchen and then when it went to the present day with uh maggie uh her and the guy like were poking in the ceiling and then that's when the body fell out and i liked how those mirrored like next to each other that was like really great like timing right i agree I, think it was one the, of the, the, I thought it was one of the better parts of the, the yeah i really sense, enjoyed though. I really enjoyed the structure of this novel because it, mm -hmm. you know, Lisa and I, we just finished and and the episodes are releasing now uh, talking about Memento yes. and it, it has, a, it, it reminded me a lot of Memento because in Memento, it, it jumps back and forth. It's the same character, but it's two different time periods. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. does the same thing, except it's two different characters. Every other chapter, you know, we jump back and forth between um, Maggie's chapter in the present and then her father's chapter from the book in the past. Although I, I got the impression that, I mean, it I guess it makes sense that it's excerpts from the book, but I kind of got the impression that it, it was the entire book. That's how I read it. That's how I read it as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I felt it was structurally very clever. The way yeah. it would mirror things between, um, this is not, I have to kind of uh, credit Meg for this because she, she and I had a discussion about this last night. I did feel that, um, I don't want to speak for, for Meg, but I, I think she agrees with me on this. The, I, the, 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 the House of Horrors chapters were written a bit too florid. They were a little bit too cheesy yes. in terms. I think that's, I, I, I that would say that's deliberate on Stern's part. Yeah, I thought it was the intention too. Because he's deliberately trying to kind of mimic Jay Anson's and original there it is. Amityville horror. Yes. Yeah. 
You're correct. Um, okay. <clears throat> he, I, I think, I think the author even mentions amiable horror, even references and says, "Oh, the house is, looks like it's out of a Stephen King novel," mm-hmm. which you yes. know, or yes. I, I think he, yeah, I kind of yes. like it when authors do that. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where this is very characteristic of Riley Sager. It's also very characteristic of your newer um, horror slash thriller writers. Like they are very transparent about where their inspirations come from. Sager's books, you will start reading them. And it's one of the things that at first frustrated me, but now I see it. So I'm kind of like, all right, it's not a big deal anymore. Like, you know, very clearly on within the first two chapters, which major horror title um, or experience or whatever he's emulating in his books but every single one of them will have that at least so far um so yeah he definitely he doesn't try to hide it and so while a criticism could be it's like well dude write an original story it's look here's my inspiration i'm gonna be transparent about it and now we're gonna go um and i'm gonna do my own thing um and that ahead. is not that is not confined to horror novelists at this point in time. We, oh. This is a very, we're, we're at a period where a lot of this stuff, we were, one of the things we were joking about in the, the Facebook chat a while back for the book club is just how many in a kind of like clustered in a row, there were projects, not just novels. Um, I, it started off talking about uh, Riley Stearns' novel Final Girls and then Grady Hendrix's uh, Final Girls Support Club, but there, there were like there was like a movie and a show yes. all at the same time, also called Final, Final Girl Girls. or Final Girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and we're also at a kind of a point in films where like there are new Scream movies being made. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, there's there's you know new Halloween movies. Well, you know the the self the David Gordon Green you know Halloween movies. This this is something that's very much happening across horror. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very much. You know, the this genre. Is where, I think this general. is where I admit out loud that I really don't like horror content. Totally <laughs> fair. That's okay. I it's cannot okay not watch, to like horror. I cannot watch scary movies. I cannot watch horror movies. I read this as fast as humanly possible so that I could stop <laughs> reading it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Not because I didn't like it. I actually did. I got hooked into the story. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty fast paced. I found it pretty easy to read, but I also read before bed every night. Yep. Um, and so I needed to find out what happened. I needed to find out who done it, who did the thing, so that I could stop having nightmares about it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It really, like, again, it was like, well, this is still, like, again, an easy read, not a fun story. But, like, the Amityville uh, references and things like that, I was like, oh, sure, I think that's a horror story I should know. I don't know. <laughs> um, something about a spooky house. Ooh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, but it, it was, uh, it sucked me in in that way of, like, okay, I need to know what's happening. I can consume this easily and quickly. Let's go. Let's get through it. Um, okay. So I have the opposite problem with the mm-hmm. book, but I can't really blame the book i do this in general with movies with tv shows i i start noticing patterns and i always figure out what's happening i know what's going to happen so and also too horror doesn't typically scare me i just get really mad at the characters like (laughs) some of you know because i did that shows that i yell at the screen when i'm watching movies or tv shows 
yes, when I'm in the theater, I'm a person who talks to the screen. I also <laughs> do that with books. In fact, I think I text Morgan at some point during the reading this and said, I threw the fucking book. <laughs> I remember what part. Okay, so this is it too. And it's because of Maggie. It's all Maggie. I'm walking through this from Maggie's point of view. She's in this haunted house. She knows, and I realize she's in denial too, but she knows she's not stupid. She's she's a smart woman who takes care of herself. She has no problem doing so. She's independent. Now she maybe she believes that her dad made the whole story up, but let's be honest. We know that she didn't believe that. No. She was trying to convince herself that. And you can only do that to a certain point. But then there's logic and rationale that comes in. And this is where I struggle. She goes to sleep in the childhood room. Yeah. With a, yeah. She doesn't even fit in the bed. Come on. Right. <laughs> fit yeah. in the bed. You did not need to add that part in because all that did to me was going, there's no way she would have stayed there. Uh -huh. Stop it. And but then you have the boarded up armoire. It's right. boarded the fudge up. Yes. You're yeah. going to sleep in the room with the, I don't care if you believe in ghosts or not. I don't. You can say I fuck, Heather. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't believe in them. She but if I see a quarter of armor, I'm not fucking around. But see, this is the homage. Burnt. I can, I can, I can address this. So this is the homage to the ghost hunting shows. Uh, All those. Yes. This is what they do. They provoke and they deliberately go to the most intense place because rational human beings would not do this. Would never go there. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I was obsessed with ghost hunters and all of those shows when I was younger. Yes. I wanted to go. I believed in ghosts. Yes. I, I don't anymore. I'm an atheist. I think they're interdimensional beings or some timeline thing that we just overlap because I believe these things actually happen. I've had a lot of experiences in my life that are scary and are unexplainable. Fair and deal. I like to rationalize everything. So this I is how it. I have rationalized it in my head. I so I it. don't deny that these experiences do happen or there's some plausibility or that I could be wrong and they're really ghosts and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I really struggle when characters do stupid things. And my mom, who gave me very little wisdom growing up, did offer me this, this wonderful, wonderful nugget that I've taken with me forever. You couldn't have horror movies, Heather, if you didn't have stupid people in them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. So, so this, this was this, and this aspect of it was the only thing that I was struggling with because I could see what was happening. I, I saw the steps ahead. I saw all of these things and I'm going, I wouldn't react this way. And I don't believe this character, Maggie, would behave this way either. So I struggled um, with that, but that was the only big issue I had. Otherwise, see, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I actually, I, me personally, I would have been drawn to that room immediately because I think now I'm going to sound completely weird and you guys have don't know much. You don't know me from Adam, but I am drawn to places like that, like where sure. there might be some kind of a supposed, like notice a supposed element, whatever word you want to use, supernatural. I would have been drawn to it, but I wouldn't have slept there. No. In yeah, a bed that didn't check it out in the it, daytime. Especially if exactly. like, didn't fit on the bed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. come on. When the sun is shining through the windows, great. Go in that room all you want. Yes. Um, even, at night, 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 even at night, I would. But yeah, I wouldn't I stay think, there. But I, I think stay there. also the most unbelievable part, and I think, Heather, you touched on it with the armoire piece and the fact that that was this like last connecting piece at the end, was she's a fudging designer. Right? Like, this is her whole thing. She does, right. she renovates these homes. And you're telling me that's not the first piece of furniture she rips out of that house and takes outside and lights on fire and then sees the whole thing? <laughs> no! There's no way. 
say, considering they did literally zero renovation to the home, other than yeah. a hole in the ceiling that. of the kitchen. From 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 a design standpoint, that's the first piece. You know, if I were a designer, that's the first one that would get broken up into firewood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds like it was actually. That, really that's the first one that get ripped out and put it, on but... Antiques Roadshow. You know. Yeah. Yes. It's the or first fire. piece you take out of the house to see what it is. And she doesn't touch it, doesn't go near it. She just notices that maybe there's eyes poking out the back of it. Like it's willful <laughs> ignorance. And yes. I well, sizzle I, with so willful I will ignorance. Say... Furniture, but it's boarded up. And that's the, I'm into a lot of the DIY shows quite a bit. And I wanted more like DIY element in yeah! this book. I kind of want to like, she should have turned it out, gotten it like, you know. I want to learn from it. gorgeous wood and some, some great carving to it. Like, what are you doing leaving in a room boarded up, you know? Right. Yeah, she was there for what, like two weeks without I think, doing anything? Yeah, I think anything. she took a saw out and that was, was about... pretty much it. And in my mind too, by the way, all yeah. of that well, equipment was still in the front lawn. I'm the gonna, whole time all this is going on, she never brought it in the house. Right. My I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yard. I'm gonna defend her a little bit because <laughs> I think, okay, I think she was only there like under the ruse of we're gonna renovate the house. She really just wanted yeah. to know what the fuck was going on because she got she, you know, her dad just died and she got inherited this house that she didn't know he even still owned. She thought he sold the house when they ran from it. <clears throat> Um, back in, by the way, did it, all of us feel old when we found out this took place in the eighties? Welcome yeah. to our <laughs> world. It took place in the nineties. It does. It took place in the nineties. It, it, it's 90s. twenty, it's 25, it's 25 years ago, which means it would have taken place about 90s. 1995. Okay. So still, I but, still felt old the, when I realized uh, that. <laughs> but they, um. Like everything was old because the, the house hadn't been, because the house was, designed For, by the previous owners which that was the 80s and also the, the, it's a small no, town that hasn't old. been updated it was built in the 1800s yeah two was, owners before right the yeah original it, it had several owners and it came Carson. furnished yeah yeah it, it came oh, furnished. Um, so there was a lot of stuff the the the, the, most of the like furniture that. was there from the, the carvers yeah that, yeah. Was yeah. Good, that was a good explanation to keep all of that there too that worked for me. That was a good rationalization. Okay, so they we just keep selling the house with all the stuff in it. Nobody's gotten rid of it. I'm like, I like this right. idea because yeah, nobody went for breakfast. Right at one point, Hollywood people stayed there at one point, mm -hmm. but it was built yeah. in the 1800s by William Garrison, and, and he's the one who had the daughter Indigo, which mm -hmm. led me to the last, the my final question that didn't get answered, but I'm sure we'll probably get there. We'll get there. Um. All right. But so one let's... one other thing that I uh, I did want to mention that's uh, that I thought was interesting. I I like the um at least I'm pretty sure that it, that it was in there like an early bit of foreshadowing like at the very beginning uh I think in the House of Horrors chapter where he's describing the uh, the armoire he mentions the lion the witch in the wardrobe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was classic. Yes. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And and I love mm. that because you know that's their uh, doorway into That's Narnia, and then it's it's also in real life. It has a secret passage. Uh -huh. yes. And that also kind of pissed me off a little bit. And at the same time, like that was a beautiful connection piece. But that means he knew that that's how people were getting into the effing house. Yeah, he knew that people were coming through that armoire. Did he? That. Did he? It's he it's, did. it's yeah, one of it's, the one of the I bigger. Think it's, it's happily, yeah, one that's of the why? bigger. 
things that I think is really interesting about this book is to the extent to which both Maggie and you and our unreliable narrators yes how the extent to which the extent to which maggie is even cognizant because we know that maggie is in denial and we know that she's suppressed memories she doesn't remember anything of what happened when she was what five Mm -hmm. she doesn't remember anything so we know that she's suppressing memories well okay i do i did want to ask that question though because uh, as a therapist myself, I talk about child development a lot. I am curious, as all of us are fully grown adults, Mega can't see a face, so I'm going to assume. Um, <laughs> do any of you have a vivid memory from the age of five? Oh, yeah. A I little have bit? a whole time I was two. I have a little bit, yep. yeah. So I, um, I don't, but I, I do. don't have vivid memories of anything. Sure. I'm, I'm um, very forgetful. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of my childhood in general. Like, my parents didn't believe me when I told them about the place that we used to live in in Lexington, Kentucky. And then I started describing the house to them. We have no pictures of it. And they're like, how do you remember that? You were two. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still do. I can tell you exactly what it looks, the layout of the house right now. It was really cool. No, I, I remember a lot from when I was five. I remember the 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 apartment my me and my parents were in. And I remember that was when my parents split up. And then I remember that was when I went to go live with my grandparents for a little bit. So I remember that chunk pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um. But I didn't go through a traumatic experience where uh, a ghost was visiting me every night. So I think if that happened, I would well, probably well, probably block Maggie. it out. Well, neither no, she thought Maggie. no, no, she <laughs> thought she thought she had a ghost visiting she her. She was told she had a ghost visiting her. But that, in the chapters with the with the dad, like it has her the there. Story he wrote. But some of that ended up being true, though. Some of yeah, it, because right? based on her, based on Maggie's conversation with the therapist, like the therapist got her five-year-old story, and she thought that uh, that that Penny Eyes and Mister Shadow were real things, and then we do find out that they have the, the basis in reality with the, yes. the the wife and the um, the the mother of the 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 house cleaner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so. I guess my question then is, who's the third ghost? Because oh. we we know that we know that Penny Eyes we know that Penny Eyes is not a ghost and Mister Shadow is not a ghost. Penny but face. there's also the little Penny girl. Face. Penny face, yeah. Penny I was face, say. yeah. Maybe maybe she was just an imaginary friend that she created too. I, is... I, well... I think it's Katie Carver. So do oh. I. Yeah, so do That's I. That's also good. Yeah, um, I think Sager definitely sets up this idea, this this ambiguity, where they're like, okay, no, we're going to debunk this because it's going to actually be a real person. It's going to actually be this. However, he likes to leave this little nugget of, yeah, but who was this third one? So go ahead, Lackey. Um, actually, I kind of want to turn over th- th- to Meg because Meg and I had this discussion yesterday. Yeah. Meg, Meg used a phrase, and Meg and I, the exact same medical phrase <clears throat> Um, and I don't want to proxy? condescend him. Munchausen by proxy. We thought the same. We were thinking the same thing because ah. they describe Katie Carver as having nausea and being sick leading up to Curtis's suit, his, her death and Curtis's suicide. Yep. And we know. Um, we, we, we know we, we, we know that it's called Bainberry Hall. We know yes. what Bainberries are. Yeah. Um. And we know that Marta Carver later on tries to poison Maggie. 
Right. So right. the my you know if 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 Katie was nauseous in the weeks leading up to her death, was Marta poisoning her? And, and she stays, yeah, she stays in town, and everybody, you know, gives her, you know, thinks she gets, you know, they like her bakery. She keeps her rings on. She, uh, you know, it could be like, I don't want to say it, she gets attention, but people feel sorry for her. Remember, they say everybody has somebody That's like that. That's part of the town. condition. Yeah. So, what, so what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was on. she crazy before? Right. Yeah. Or was she crazy yeah, because I definitely, of the events yeah. that happened? To well, her? I yeah, whatever I, she talked on, about. Housemaking her crazy. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we we have my... to we have to herd cats a little bit here, Meg. I don't know if you finished your sentence before three minutes. <laughs> she, she did. Hang on, my my theory is the little Lackey, girl goes. Let her finish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Meg. All right. No, I uh... I I do I I think the little girl is is Katie Carver. And because she hasn't, I think that might actually be a real ghost. I'm not sure. And this is something that like he's getting at. Um, her story wasn't really, wasn't truly resolved. If it was Marta Carver actually poisoning her, actually doing it, and she was sick, and then the dad found her and and couldn't handle it, and that's why he, that's why he killed himself. Is that and, that and could the- be true? Um, and but if that is the case, the what I always end up leaving at the end of this book is. Why did the original builder of the building of the house, William Garrison, why did he why did he or maybe even his wife poison his own daughter Indigo? That question is not answered. There's no answer uh, to that. Oh, I assumed that that happened because she was trying to run away with this man with the yeah. artist, right? Yeah. Like, I see. At, I was at, making that assumption too, but I don't know. At that time in history, though, to have a daughter or a child, especially a female child, who like wanted to go against what their father had right. decided, so, yeah, I'm a therapist, that, like, so yeah, that, like, no, I know, was the ultimate. Like, yes, I would rather kill you than you do that. Um, I guess I'd, re- I'd like to think that's not the- that wouldn't be the case, but yeah, I guess maybe that would that would be it. Yeah, um, I think Munchausen's by proxy is really an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time when Munchausen by proxy shows up, it is this um, attention seeking piece. It's this martyrdom seeking piece right, yeah. um, of like, and with Katie, Car- I think for a period you get that, but then she either took it too far and her kid actually died. But most of the time they don't actually go so far as to kill their own child. Yeah, they want I don't that know if attention. That, was that she wanted to actually have the yeah, child die. They want the attention from the doctor saying, oh, my kid is so sick. Yeah. Right, see yeah. me in this right like oh it's so hard to be her parent as she's nauseous we don't know why right like yeah and we don't hear that part in the we don't necessarily hear that part in the book but she's she gets attention from the town and she gets attention from people around there and right. you know i'm, I'm not I'm, it was just a right. thought that crossed my head at no that i point. think it's a really interesting thought it's just sort of the question of like does she then accidentally take it too far and actually yeah. murder her own kid Yep. Um, and then sort of what ha- what actually happens with Curtis Carper. Like what and, what yeah, was and, and I definitely and I definitely had got the impression as soon as Marta told the story about Katie being sick for the, the time ahead of time that I like my first thought was, Oh, Marta was poisoning her. Oh wow. Or somebody yeah. Mm. Okay. So you know what, Baba? I had alarm bells going off with her from the beginning. And the reason that I did was because she stayed in the town. Yep. She, she stayed in the town. town. Yeah, she had her bakery, that. which the bakery 
and then the berries eating them. Yep. Uh-huh. Is she poisoning the whole town? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, I feel Just like it was a little nod to like. that's how the yeah. daughter died. She was ingesting so don't tip them. well enough. Yeah, I I just thought it was another a one star review to it. One star review. It's Bainberry Pie for you. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I'd yeah. gotten I'd gotten that too. I my I had alarm bells going off with her from the beginning because of that. I was like, why would she stay here? There's no reason for her to stay in this town. She's lost everything. This and and then you know after afterwards too, especially with with the House of Horrors blowing up, and then you have all of the what did they call the people that were coming in and sneaking into. Oh, I would have totally been a freaking ghoul, too. I would have been one of the people sneaking into the house and checking it out. (laughs) Trying to see if there was crap behind me. Yeah, that would have been me all day long as a teenager. I would have done it. I would have loved it. But for someone that's been through what she did and what she lost, she wouldn't have stayed there. So immediately I I was suspicious of her. But I did forget about her for a little while because there were other distractions. Yep. And I think that's something he's really good at. Because, yeah, you're right. And that's misdirection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like um, that. That's definitely a major element, and it's funny that, like, you know, Heather and uh, and Morgan both are like, ah, I don't believe this is realistic. And the two of you read these romances that that's my response to. Yeah, um, <laughs> of course. That's, that's why I sign up for them, and I love. But that's it. why I sign up for that. There's no guys of reality, at and I all. love. No, they're yes. not trying to fib me, and I read everything, so it's not just those. <laughs> oh no, so, and I tease you. I, I, I say it with all the love in the world, and I love that Morgan came into this because if a if a full on like Colleen Hoover title one, I may bow out of it. I may be like, oh, that's fine. You're never. Gonna I just read Colleen my Hoover. first Colleen Hoover. I have Same. things. Was it parody? No, it was. Usually it was. It she did. It ends with us or starts with yeah. us. Yeah, one. One I, I compared it to a Lifetime original movie entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like when you deal with these horror titles, you know, it is a lot of suspension of disbelief. And, you know, Jason, I know, is, you know, huge into the slasher uh genre and you know i'm a big horror person and you you do you check all of the this isn't real at the door because you know a lot of it is ridiculous yeah um what i enjoy about reading these kinds of books and one of the things some of you brought up when you're talking about marta is it's funny because you're talking about like uh header i think it was you you're like you know she stays in the town and immediately mrs dudley and Shirley Jackson is in my head going, no one comes to the house at night. No one will hear you scream in the night, in the dark. And I'm like, this woman is so very Mrs. Dudley, the caretaker who won't leave the town, but she won't come to the And I'm like, this is amazing. So it's like, it becomes, and what I think is so popular about Sager's titles um, is that there's many levels to them, you know, like, so somebody like Morgan, who does not like horror, who does, you know, kind of stay away from these kinds of things. This is horror light, you know, mm-hmm. like Morgan can read this and be like, I totally can get on board with this. This is great. I'm sorry that you were having nightmares. Oh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but like some of the other ones that are more thriller based, right? Like, yeah. so for example, the last time I lied, I think would be really cool for you to read. Um, but like this idea of, how you can somebody like Morgan can read this and then be in a conversation with somebody like me um, who's read all of them and somebody like Jason who is going to be just as big a nerd as like Lackey and me who are like I am catching every single reference mm-hmm. I know what that line is from mm-hmm. and it could be just a word choice but you go oh I see you right like this is very much Amityville horror but we're catching the haunting of Hill House and we're catching the shining yeah. and we're catching yeah. yeah and that's what I think actually really does make his writing worthwhile even though it may not be 
you know, this isn't the kind of stuff they're putting on an AP literature exam, but some of those layers are what make these books so popular. It's I was fun. thinking yeah. in in terms of Shirley Jackson comparison, I was actually thinking more we have always lived in the castle. That with the too. dilapidated house Absolutely. and the unreliable narrators with the with with the hidden past that you're not entirely privy to. Yep. That was the oh. one. I mean, there's definitely a lot of Hill House here. There's a lot definitely a lot of Shirley Jackson period here. Absolutely. But yeah. I kept thinking I kept thinking of Maricat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. And I would like to clarify too. Me flipping out and throwing the book and yelling at the book and the characters, that's not because I disliked it or disliked those moments. That's just how that's just how I roll. <laughs> it is. It's just I'm I, I react that way to things. Like I have visceral responses to to stories that I read to. I will literally start getting sick to my stomach when things start going wrong oh. or certain things happen. Yeah. That's well, again empath. this is this is this is normal for me. So I'm I'm used to it, but it's fun now that I have someone people that I can share the experience with and say, <laughs> yes. "Hey, I threw the book because I didn't like what she did." And then a minute later, I'm like, "What crazy. did she do? What would she do next?" <laughs> right, and then you crawled, and then you crawled across the ground and picked up the book and read yes. it right there, and you didn't get back in your seat, right? Like exactly, yep. I'm yeah. involved. You've got me. You've got me invested enough to have those kinds of reactions, which yes. is a good thing. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't care, and I'd be like, "Man, I got to keep reading this." Right. Yeah, right. I think that's what Lisa is saying. Reading. Yeah, and yeah. that's what Lisa is saying is like we can like an unlikable, stupid character. You yes. can have such a variety of an experience with these different types of characters, um, and and it still is either enjoyable or it was intriguing enough or it got you hooked or invested. Like Bubba reading until. 1.45 in the morning, yeah. I was like, I, that makes double check the, I had to double check the timestamp on that message because I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was dead asleep at that time. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. and that's what I appreciate about this book is is we, we have talked about a little bit about how we don't necessarily think Maggie would have done such things in certain situations. But the point is, she's a gothic heroine. Yes. You know, she's she's definitely a gothic heroine, and it. I think this works. Um, I I think this works because of its familiarity, and we we've gone back to this, but I think this novel works because it it's 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 tropey, but it knows how to use the tropes to maximum effect. That's and that's the yeah. trick right there. That's it. You nailed it. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, you, and, and I think it's funny too because the like this this book is able to kind of have its cake and eat its t and eat it too because it has. The, the heightened reality in the House of Horrors chapters where, like, you you know, because this is presented as heightened reality, that's that's presented as fiction, where the, the, the Maggie chapters are presented as reality within this world. Right. So and, what and, haven't and, we And I'll also ahead, say, and, and then I also will say that, you know, I appreciated that up until the final chapter of House of Horrors, because I, I thought the the final chapter of House of Horrors took it too far, because that that was the chapter where, like, I was reading it just too quickly. And it's like, oh, like uh, all all before it was like, that's that's, you know, heightened reality. It's it's perfect haunted house, slow build. But then whenever it got to the, the, the final reveal, as that's where I was like, oh, they they, they just took it one step too far because I, I thought the whole uh, the, the Polaroid showing the ghosts, it's like, oh, this this is just too, too far for me to 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 roll with. And, is it too on and the that nose? Chapter, 
a little <laughs> bit. So that, that chapter, I I just you know sped through as quick as I could because I was like, okay, I'll, let me let's get back to reality. It hmm. felt kind of desperate to me, which I think is probably the point a little. But the yeah. like the whole of the House of Horrors chapters up until that last ending was this like it felt like very carefully crafted a little more subtle there's a little of like is it is it not what's happening i'm not quite sure is it just me am i the only one like you're telling me you wake up at 5 49 every morning or whatever it is 4 40 whatever 4 50 every thank you every morning to the same sound and not once did you wake your wife up to be like hey do you hear that or Get set the alarm for out. five minutes before. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> again, and sense things that I struggle with and go, yes. I would do this. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Yes. But then we but, get to but... the end and it's not as subtle anymore. It comes out in this like big flash bang of like, oh, I just got to write this book and like sell it and be done with it. Was was my vibe from the dad, especially knowing like, hello, my kid mm-hmm. just murdered someone, maybe. Um <laughs> Well, I was going to ask if we should start about the ending because all of us seem to have different different opinions about the ending. (laughs) Um, I was kind of like Bubba. I was so I'll be reading this on my lunch break at work because I get an hour lunch now. And um, when I got to the last like uh, (laughs) when I got to the last like five chapters, I was so like enthralled that I actually took the book home and then just finished it at home. Cause I it got to, it got to the part where uh, Bubble was talking about where the uh, the guy in the in the House of Horrors was taking the pictures looking for the ghost. It got to that part and that was where I was like, okay, where is this going to? Um, and I I was I I could not predict what the actual ending was. My thought was I thought the parents killed the teenage girl, and they were hiding the fact that they murdered her. By writing this book and then like gaslighting Maggie, like, yeah, it was ghosts and you saw ghosts and, you know, you, you know, you beat up on the girl when you guys had to sleep over. This was all like, the, I thought this was like the parents, like, you know, mm. we did a horrible thing and we're going to try to like make Maggie think something else happened to hide from it. And then when it got to that part where the mom was like, no, 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 you killed <laughs> the girl and here's a letter from your dad saying, yeah, you did this and we hid her body in the in the ceiling and then i was just like what the fuck is going on and that was the part where i was like i had to take this home because i had to know what the hell's going on throw it all at the wall (laughs) yes yes let's see Um, what sticks and let's see what takes root in it but yeah i i did not see where all this was going i don't don't, like what what are your guys thoughts on that i i didn't see it coming until uh stern starts laboriously describing maggie eating the pie Hmm. at which it's like okay you're paying a lot of attention to how she's the fact that she's eating the pie that pie's poisoned marta poisoned it that's when things started that's that's when (laughs) the tumblers started to fall into place in my head okay yeah Um, that that, me too as soon as she started eating the pie it's like that pie is definitely poisoned yeah okay um that um i thought it was a fairly decent ending um again it's very tropey but i can kind of i i kind of within the context of how things work in the in the novel or i guess you want to say the novels the novel within the novel themselves i think it makes sense (laughs) you know the the novel section the way it works within the novel section 
the way that universe works within that context, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I... it, you know, yeah. when, when, when this whole thing's like, you killed her, you, you know, you killed her. And I'm like, okay, well that explains a whole lot. That explains why she has no memory. Again, it's very trope. I don't think, um, I would have to defer to Meg and Morgan who actually seem to have, well, I know Meg does, but I think Morgan has the psychological background as well to say whether that kind of stuff actually happens in real life where you can basically convince something, uh, a young child that they've done something so horrible to the extent that they just basically blank out all of that trauma yeah. um but within the tropes of the novel and the novel within the novel i thought okay i'll buy this this makes sense um oh. i just want to say really quickly uh because i forgot to mention this one of my biggest like things that do get under my skin that actually creep me out is the whole like home invasion thing and the whole like there's probably someone hiding in your house and you don't know that they're there. So right. this whole part in the end freaked me the fuck out mm -hmm. when it was revealed that it was Martyr who was like sneaking in through the armor and then just like watching her, like the little girl sleep. Like that part like made me like go, okay, fuck this book. Like this, <laughs> this needs to just burn in hell because that is like one of my like number one weirdest like fears that I yeah. admit, I think it's weird. I don't no, know why I, I have okay. that. First of all, it's, it's completely legitimate. Totally. I clear my house regularly. I do every single day if I'm home alone before I take a shower. I take a knife to my bathroom with me. You know why? Because I've read too many books and I've watched too many forensic <laughs> files shows. There and I will not be that person that sits there. I don't I don't even remember who said this to me. They're like, hey, when do you do your runs? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I do different days on my runs at different times. I don't want anybody to be able to find out my pattern. Okay. There it is. That's fair. So, that's fair. Yes, yes. And that's and it's that's because smart. Of, it's because it, it's exactly what it is. I do not want to It is smart, but it's also paranoid. It's okay. It's, it's <laughs> Here's the thing. But see, and, and I have a friend. Paranoid. I'm with you on this, Heather. I'm with the Heather on this one because I have a friend who doesn't always remember to lock her house door, who leaves her wallet in the car, and she makes fun of me because I get nervous sleeping with my first floor window open. I don't because do it. She's white. I, I refuse to. But she, is she what? Is she white? Yeah. Um, she does it because she's like, you've read too many books. I said, yeah, you know what else? What I've read? The Stranger Beside Me, which is yeah. Ted Bundy. He was real. So yes. I'm yeah. not going to mess with this. Read and read books, too. It Those can are all be, real events. It can be smart and paranoid at the same time. We can I'm happy both. to be both. <laughs> and, I am, and I accept that 100%. 100 percent right. and that's why those things are so scary because Peter and i are going to sit there to with our tea and go mm -hmm. you guys, <laughs> yeah here i am at my desk right now holding what it's a, a knife. knife what do i have here at There's my a desk samurai sword three knives you. oh my god what do i have in another drawer over here a knife i have shit stashed everywhere adam puts his special Play toys all over the house. Hey everyone, yeah. the surprise party we hit we planned for Heather. We're gonna have to nix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go, go no, no, jumping don't. out of the shadow. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You in the chat fun. over here in our Zoom chat, we brought up this idea of like visiting haunted houses, like the 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 novelty haunted houses. And Heather absolutely calls out the fact that she's the one who punches the scarers. I am. So, the great part about this is. I'm, I grew up being like in these houses because there's a local Catholic youth organization in my town that does this as one of their massive um, uh, uh, fundraisers. And they oh, are really one of the best. Of them. 
Yeah. Oh no, but it's 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 all in good fun. So it's not you know uh, it's not. Anything, but the idea is this haunted house. It's called the haunted labyrinth, and it's one of the best ones every year in the area. Um, but it's high school kids who run <laughs> yeah. it. So I think about Heather coming through and one of these kids opening and doing the scare and Heather going, bam, right in the face with it's her face. It's completely reflexive. I'm not actually scared. I love haunted houses. They are so much fun. They're delightful. But if you touch me or you jump oh, out Oh, none of these of touch me, you. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, there, there's a couple around here that they do. You have to actually sign yeah, something. Sign I won't do those. I will not yeah. touch those. But That's not the rule. If you do that, I, I, it's reflex. Oh yeah. Reflex. I'm going to hit you back. Yep. Yeah. You're getting hit. I don't care. You could be five years old and you jump out. I'm clobbering you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but you, but that's preservation. That's just, yep. That's yeah. the way it goes. Fight or my flight. fight or flight is definitely fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cause I aimed for people like this. It was great. But anyway, I tend to be freeze, but that's only happened to me once. I have a, not to I go freeze. off on a tangent, but I was at, um, the haunted, uh, oh my gosh, the one out in the, prison the one at joliet yes why well, can't I remember oh. the name of it Jeez, Stateville? thank you um oh, I, need to I ran there. into I, I was walking down a hall and the uh, samira from the ring was in the corner and i had my head turned and when i turned my head to make the corner my face ended up like right in her face like right on mm. top of her and i didn't realize because i didn't realize she was there I froze. I actually froze. And I'm yeah. not normally a freeze. I'm normally a, okay, whatever. And then I just, I mean, I go to haunted houses. So I like creativity. Yeah. I don't, Me too. I, I, I grew up watching, I grew up watching Freddy Krueger when I was like 10, you know, so this, uh, and, and it fascinates me, but honestly, I, I froze with that one. I was like, holy crap. And then ended up, I knew her from a previous job that I worked at. She's like, Meg. And here I have Zamira talking to me, but honestly, that was one instance where I actually froze. I was like, yeah. okay, that's not a normal response for me. Either I keep going, I'm smart and I move, or I, if they touch me, yeah, you're probably going to get hit reflexively. But yeah, I don't go to the ones. I'm not going to the one because the, the number one rule of the, the, the typical houses is you will not touch them. They will not touch you. Right. Um, and so I'm fine with that. But it's, I do freeze. Like I, I have learned... Um, in a very strong way that has been confirmed to me that if I'm in a moment of, oh shit, um, I don't fight or flight. I stand perfectly still because my brain wants to assess what's happening and that's why my leg has a metal rod in it now. But um, it, this idea of, you know, these haunted houses and these people who creep up on you and that kind of stuff, you know, I, I enjoy this. Like, I like this idea of, Am I going to creep around this corner? Am I going to trust that something's going to jump out at me? And yet I still want that to happen. You know, <laughs> I think that it's fun to be scared. That's the, the yeah. fun of this scared. book. I think yeah. they've done, and I think they've done a lot of studies too, that explains why people do enjoy horror movies it's and cathartic. things and horror books. It is, but it's also, you get, you get the sensations of fear, but you still know that you're safe. And it's a safe element. It's, it's what, I thought, what I thought was more of the horror, if you will, or a thriller in this book, was the was the real the reality yes. stuff that mm -hmm. you talked about your least favorite scene i the what got me well kind of because like i said i've seen a lot um was how they described what petra looked like mm. yeah when she was pushed down the stairs yeah and her body being twisted and her eyes just peering out in between her arms yes. the description of what petra looked like when she was shoved down the stairs that kind of creep 
me out to to actually see a body twisted like that and the eye everything with eyes yep so also you know, i'd like to nominate the parents of the story for worst parents of the year yeah. they might not win but they're yeah. definitely up there for sure Top the mother in particular my well, I, yeah. I think that's a big part of sort of liking or not liking the ending, right? Yeah. Like, um, I found it really curious that even on his deathbed, he does not admit, the dad does not admit these pieces. This, like, not only does he just say, like, it's not safe for you there, and then, like, dies into the wind, which felt so melodramatic, like, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but on top of it, that there was just no sense of we did that. Like, you can tell an adult that something happened really terribly when they were a kid. Yeah. And have that not be the most horrible thing that's ever happened to them. Right. Like, Maggie, yeah, the, the, thing... the whole chunk at the end is her being like, there was totally a way for this to not be what y'all made it. And right. you <laughs> made it that anyway. And yeah, that, that was my thought, too. It's like she was five years old and it was clearly accidental. She uh -huh. would not be tried as an adult. for no. murder. Right. <laughs> right. Right. There, there, right. Would be, there would be an investigation and, and somehow the truth might have come out. Yeah. Y you know, it, it's they sort of like said, the... that's what he said in the book. They didn't they didn't want truth to come out. Right. But even if they, the truth did come out, yeah, I don't think she would have found a prison or you know the juvenile right. detention center until she was 18 she was therapy. five and even if she came out it. she but would have been better off i, yes, I yes. kind of Seriously. look at the ending sorry i kind of look at the ending as kind of like the repudiation of the the, the the parents gothic melodramatic attitude it's not safe for you there oh, yeah. we're doing this to protect you no you're fucking not it was it's selfish right. it was yeah it was selfish. you're doing it for your own selfish reasons just come right out and admit it yeah there's actually an anti-traditional uh parenting book called for your own good <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. awful. So, I I liked I liked the book a lot. It was fun. It, I enjoyed it. I I liked trying to figure all the stuff out. I even was happy with being mad at characters. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just par for the course. You're for reacting. Me. It's great. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. It's good. I'm invested. I'm in. That means I'm there. The one thing, and this is the this is the reason the ending is is frustrating for me because I like I like too that it was like oh there were no ghosts. Oh, cool. I like maybe. it. You gave me a maybe. maybe, 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 but that's open ended and it leaves it to, to the reader to decide, right. which I prefer, to be yeah. honest. Um, I think Lisa's with me on that, Look, that point. Usually I'm, too. I'm but, definitely with you on the ambiguity element. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have another comment that I'll wait until you're finished but, on. Yeah, this is the part that I struggle with. And I do in in every genre of anything. It's 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 we have a failure to communicate here issue like <laughs> just a simple communication would solve all the problems the story of course wouldn't exist then but it's it is it's like like everybody's saying right now it's if the parents had just done what they should have done and and announced what happened plus i mean this poor girl has been missing her mother has no idea what happened to her right and they all yeah. admitted whether they were telling the truth in both of their remembrances of it or not liked this girl she was a good girl right yeah yeah, it, it also threw me like it annoyed me 
where I didn't like Maggie too much, like the the whole Dane, like whenever she found out that Dane had spent a year in prison eight years ago and that he didn't was disclose weird. that. And that it's was like, weird. Really? It's, yeah. When is he going to bring up? Oh, eight years ago, I spent a year in prison. Let me just disclose that to you. <laughs> yeah. That's right, a weird trope. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And unnecessary. That didn't, that didn't need to be even in there. They needed to have that weird romantic element. Want to be, not want to yes. be. I, you know, yeah. no. It it, I mean, I, I get it because he they had to paint him as a red herring. And mm-hmm. and that, yeah. that yes. background yes. kind of was the, the red herring element <laughs> because she had to know that he was capable of doing something like that in order to make him be a possible suspect. And, and that kind of gets to, to yeah. my mixed feelings on the ending because it, it felt a little bit too Scooby-Doo and it felt like a little bit too everything fits so neatly into place it's like every like i've i was very mixed on it because on one hand it's like oh that's neat how everything in reality fit to all these fantastical pieces within the the house of horrors and her mixed memories like on one hand that's kind of nice but on the other hand it's like it, it's just a little bit too complicated where there's you know three red herrings in a row and it's mm-hmm. like twist after twist after twist after being twist. overly clever yeah it, it's but where I, the structure shows the structure shows a little bit too much you can see the bones of the story a little bit too much i yep. felt i agree i absolutely agree hmm. all right so um yeah i mean i had said that i had one little comment and i'm just throwing it out there just because it's a i said it and now like somebody listening to it is going to be like, oh my God, they ended the podcast without actually saying the thing because I know everybody's hanging on every one of my opinions. <laughs> yes, but, I am. Uh, Jason, it's funny because you brought up that you really, well, liked and also were troubled by the fact that the haunting turned out to be somebody sneaking into the house. Right. That is the trope in haunted house books that I hate the most because I want it to be an authentic ghost. I want and then when it turns out, oh no, it's somebody just living in your attic and fucking yeah. with you. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I, hate it. I don't want it to be some like person. I want it to be actually supernatural. Um but what you ended up getting to with it, the idea that like, you know, creepy people wandering around in your house, like that is scary. We don't want that. Yeah. Um yeah. Corporeal so is just, more problematic than ghosts that can manifest only at certain times, actually. Exactly. Right. And not only right. that, but it ended up being like three different people because you have the sister sneaking in to steal stuff to yeah. make money. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and just fucking and, and fucking with Maggie a little bit. Yeah. She was the <laughs> yes. one that, that turned on the, the record player to the, you know, 16 going on 17. Yeah. And then you also have the. I love that um, part that the alzheimer's mother wandering in just because she doesn't know where she is and then yeah. you have marta as well because she's the you know the, the evil the mastermind bad. yeah yeah uh in the vein of wrapping up Lucy, elsa get tied coming up. in oh. i was saying good thank goodness for elsa coming in at, at the end there to save maggie <laughs> She right. actually is the one who ends up yelled. Uh, oh, yeah. She's Alzheimer's. She's the one who think that there was actually hit one instance where creepy, maybe creepy, but it actually ended up being a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I. If anybody ever saw the movie *Malignant*, uh, oh yes. you like yes. Yeah. In your house, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Check out *Malignant*. Crazy yeah. chaotic um, giallo. Yes. The, Morgan, the, the random... don't watch it. 
It's not for you. Yeah, I, I already know that title. Oh, says Morgan can watch it. Know. It's fine. It's it's about so doctors. I actually argued about this. It's about a title, family. Yeah. It's a like title a fast called and *Malignant*. Movie. Morgan is not going to run toward. <laughs> it's a family-oriented film. It's great. It is. It's about. It's it's all about family. It's um, about reconnecting. Like it's about it's about connecting. It's about family connection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stay away from the TV people. Don't do it. Um, oh my god. I, I just wanted to say and one last thing. Don't watch that either. <laughs> I, I wanted to say one last thing on the subject of the secret passage, and I'm like, there's a secret passage leading out to the outside that nobody ever realized was there except for these three people. That's totally unrealistic. Nobody ever would have figured that one. They would have figured that one out early. Yeah. And then I realized, I started thinking of if you've ever seen the meme, um, the Twitter thread, the woman who's like, yes, I'm white, and I nearly bought a house that had a door that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Look that one up. Yep. Um, Agreed. If you haven't read that one. But yeah, that's kind of my final thought. <laughs> All right. I think with that, we may need to wrap up our discussion of Riley Sager's Home Before Dark. I would love to thank my amazing reader pals, Lackey and Meg and Heather and Jason and Morgan and Bubba Wheat uh for joining me here today on our what god jason what episode are we up to here is this like I think uh, this, is, this, this is five this, right this should be five episode yeah. five look at us rolling you, right i was along. i was trying to figure this out it was the first one was kindred correct yes then you did slaughterhouse five yes then fight club fight club and then i i hate to dismiss it as uh, this but the harry potter magician knockoff yes. this is episode five this is episode five yeah. Not Harry Potter. We've we've been going since January. This is so cool this is because now month. I don't have to think about it because it's the fifth month. It's the fifth book. This is great. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Amazing. Perfect. Yes. No thinking necessary. Yep. Why would you All right. think? Uh, I don't. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we can't wait to talk about our next book next month. I can't wait to talk about our next book next month because it means by that time I'll be out of school and <gasps> I'll be able to think again. Yay. At least about books. So, um, thank you so much for joining us and, uh, we'll see you next time. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbithole podcast.com.